welcome to the GoTech Please and Time podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And you know, we tried several back-to-back losses, but what about back-to-back wins? That's, Is that possible? That's my pitch for this meeting. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Shark Tank. What I'm pitching this week is back-to-back wins. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I can I'll invest edit in more that. laughter Sorry. there for the joke that I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not sure if I can get on board with that investment. Sorry. Oh dang. Well, I mean, Tech Play Southern missed this weekend. A team that is one and nine overall and zero and six in conference play. Which, I mean, we can't really say much. We're three and seven and two and four in conference play, but. At least we're not that, though, right? Yeah, at least we're not, at least we're not that. And I feel pretty good coming into this weekend when our team was able to put some things together to win against Charlotte. Yeah, the offense looked great, as we talked about last episode. Defense could use some work, but luckily Southern Miss is real bad. So hopefully we can we can get that work put in this week. Not going to get ahead of myself here on this. What do you mean by that? What I mean is every time I think, oh, Tech's going to have no trouble here. Tech always has trouble. And the tendency of the Bulldogs to give up, to lose to teams that haven't won in quite some time, especially if there's some caveat to it, like first FBS win in three years or whatever, is too great. So I'm just going to go into this and yeah. hope for the best. I mean, they don't have an FBS win all year. That one win came over Rambling State in week two. And yep. so they've lost eight straight and it, they've just had a roster decimated by injuries. But let's skip over to the offense because the offense is, I think, the most interesting, and by interesting, I mean bad, part about this team. Uh, So there are 130 teams in FBS football. That that wasn't a called shot against a conference rival. They are awful on the offensive side of the ball. So 130 teams in FBS football. So these are ranks excluding FCS games from basically 1 to 130. They average 11.4 points per game. That's 130th in the country. 224.3 yards per game. That's 130th in the country. Uh. 3.3 yards per play. That's 130th in the country. 25% on third down. That's 129th in the country. This is 60% scoring in the red zone. That's 129th in the country. Two yards per rush. That's 130th in the country. I'm just going to let Nathan keep going. (laughs) They get, their quarterback gets sacked 14.29% of the time he drops back to throw a pass. That's 128th in the country. This is hard he throws an interception on 6.25% of his dropbacks, 130th in the country. I'm done like, now, but this is bad. I feel like I'm just watching the this clips of Dave Nitz calling us walking off Southern Miss in the conference tournament, baseball tournament last year. And I'm just so happy, like just hearing oh, all I, that. I found a couple more. Uh, penalties per uh, game, 9.3, 128th in the country. Oh Giveaways per game, so turnovers that they give up, 2.7, that's 130th in the country. Wow. Okay, I've got, I've got a couple more for you here. The advanced stats, hard. the expected points added um, per game, they're expected to add on offense negative 11.84. Um, <laughs> uh, or no, that's, that's their expected margin, sorry. Because okay, uh, <laughs> that tells me they should go out and kneel the ball. Yeah, right. And punt and they'd be no, off. no, really, really, they might consider doing that because they're uh, per play on offense. They're expected to lose 0. 0.183 points per play. Rushing the uh, ball is 0. 0.199, which is one thirtieth, and passing the ball point negative uh, 0.041, which is one hundred and tenth uh, overall. Man, right. 
129th. So this offense is, I mean, it's almost historically bad how, yeah, how bad this offense is. There's a, there's a scene in the movie, Saw, where, uh, I forget his name. Jigsaw? That actor. No. Oh. <laughs> I said I wanted to get this done in 40 minutes, and now I'm fucking... Oh, Carrie Elwes, uh, his character is hacking off his ankle with a saw, and the other fellow in the room starts... <laughs> <laughs> he's never, I don't think the other guy had ever acted in a film before. His name's Lay Wannell. He was the screenwriter for the movie too. There's a, there's a, he's screaming as this man is cutting his ankle off and the acting is so bad. And I wish we could play that sound clip because that is the way I wanted to react hearing all those awful stats. No! Oh my God! Lawrence! Oh, what are you doing? And that, that's the way, that's the way I feel like the USM fans are when they watch this football team they're just screaming in horror as they go out there to play offense well they don't want us to host the baseball tournament it's the one thing they have to look forward to yeah so besides (laughs) i don't know if you got this on the on recording i know we were talking about it before we started but 10 different quarterbacks yeah they they have had injury after injury after injury i kind of wish that we knew some usm people who could come on and just tell us what the hell's going on down in hattiesburg but um, last week they started Frank Gore Jr., who, if you are a tech fan, you probably recognize, or just a football fan, you recognize the name Frank Gore, but he's their running back. Their starting running back started at quarterback last week against UTSA. Um, and, and for I'm, the record, he has the second highest quarterback rating on the oh roster. My <laughs> Most of God. anyone has thrown more than one pass. <laughs> so who the hell knows what they're going to do this week um, in in Ruston, but my goodness, this is, it must Painful. be hard for them to watch. Um, I hope that I'm this happy as I am right now watching this game on Friday, because my goodness, if, if we could beat Charlotte, we can freaking beat this USM team. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for, a, I'm hoping for pulverization. Yeah. And I, I mean, Frank Gore is pretty good, um, at running back. He's, you know, he's averaging four and a half yards per carry only has two touchdowns on the season though. And as a team, they only have Ouch. four rushing touchdowns we are in week 11 coming up they've played 10 football games they have four (laughs) rushing touchdowns um you know how many passing touchdowns they have matt i want you to guess how many passing touchdowns they have six it's more than six it's nine Um, nice so yeah it's i i don't even know what to i mean when you've got eight different guys recording stats it in the passing column i don't how are you even supposed to deal with that as a college football team like, what do you do? Are you just, I mean, I want to save this joke, but we're, we're definitely going to tweet at some point that, that Dustin Dickerson is coming into the game to be, to be the quarterback. Um, so, well, I'm looking at their slate. Where do, you of get, where do you get a guy? Like, I don't know at this point, uh, but I'm looking at their slate of losses and there's some close games in here. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're not the worst college football team in history or anything like that, but by any means, especially when you talk about last week where they played a ranked UTSA team and put some fear into the Roadrunners and only yeah, yeah. it was a close game in the fourth quarter. They were up. Yeah, they were they were actually leading this game, I think late in the third, maybe, or let's see, yeah, it's UTSA tied it up at 17 all at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So and USM actually had the ball and you know, with like eleven minutes left in the game, but fumbled. And uh, and it got recovered by 
or, yeah, they had two fumbles back to back in the fourth quarter. So they kind of they kind of pissed away their chance to win this game. But I don't know, man. They're just even when you look at the stat sheet. I've I even said this before we started recording. Like, how did they only lose this game by ten? Like, they had 189 yards of offense in this game. 52 yards passing. Oh my god! And when you start your your starting running back as the starting quarterback, I mean that's probably gonna happen. Don't look unless you already are. But do you want to guess what their lowest passing yards in a game are so far this year? Is it 34 yards against UAB? They had 32 yards. Oh my god! With one pick. Uh, the reason why it caught my eye was their leading passer was Jack Lange or Lange, who was three for ten for 18 yards. And he had the most passing yards of anyone on the team that day. God damn. And that's we just put up a bunch of yards against UAB. Like, my God. Oh, man, that this is hard. It's hard to listen to. And I I'm loving it. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I I don't like USM by any stretch of the imagination, but that's really, really difficult to swallow. Yeah, it's it's hard to hear any team that's this bad, but it, I can't help but laugh because it's just like, man, it's so bad it's comical, right? And and I think if if we were this bad, all all we'd be able to do on our podcast is laugh about it at this point, right? If we yeah. were one and nine and, and putting up offensive performances like that, I mean, and who knows without without the injuries, I mean, who knows where this team would be? Because like you said, Matt, some of their losses were were closer. They lost to Rice by five points. They. Lost put up a better fight against UTEP than we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they also got smoked by North Texas two weeks ago yeah. um, at home. <laughs> Jesus. I just, yeah. I, why don't we talk about the defense? Cause I think, you know, we can kind of tell that their offense is real bad, but I think the defense is the way that they were able to stay in that um, game last weekend against UTSA. They, they forced some turnovers, put their offense in a position where they only had to go 18 yards to score. <laughs> Um, so they were actually able to, but Nathan, you read off a bunch of like 128ths and worse. What, what are some of these defensive stats? Are they that bad on the other side of the ball too? Defense is better. Uh, we, we stay in the one hundreds a lot though. Uh, points per game. They're giving up 33.2. That's 104th, uh, yards per play 6.1. That's 106th. Uh, yards per rush, 4.6. That's only 94th. And they're facing a lot of running plays, by the way, because teams are building up these leads and then just running the ball out. So, I mean, they're, they're able to stop the run at least a little bit better than the rest of the team. Uh, yards per pass, 8.7. That's 117th. Uh, yeah, not a lot to love on defense. Really, if you if they had an average offense, they would be complaining about this defense, but possibly the offense being that bad keeps the defense on the field a lot more. Mm. I don't know. Just this team is, is, is bad. The offense is atrocious, and the defense is just bad, which maybe makes Matt a little happier that we're not just completely dunking on the defense. No, I mean, uh, that's okay. Yeah, and, and even their advanced stats they're ranked right around you know right below middle of the pack i guess they're 77th in in epa per play and then um 84th and 89th in rush and pass expected points added so they're they're definitely not as bad they're not you know bottom of the barrel but we have played much much better defenses than this and done okay against some of them at least um really the utep game is the only game where the offense was awful so yeah i i don't really know what else to say about about southern miss i mean 
No, there's not much you say. Do we have any players to watch that that might help like get something going here? Uh, well, we kind of already touched on Frank Gore a little bit over 700 rushing yards. And I, I mean, just a couple of hundred yard games away from breaking a thousand on the season. So I don't think he sucks as a player. I don't know if he's going to be the one taking snaps on our center either. Uh, I don't know what their injury situation's like, but other than him, I don't really have anyone else to point at. Uh, their leading receiver Brownlee has 36 catches for nearly 500 yards and four touchdowns. So, I mean, I'm not sure who else you can really, <laughs> who else you can really look at here. Yeah. I mean, the next closest guy only has 200 yards. I mean, yeah, this is just a really, really bad and, football and team. It, and it's, it's so weird because they only threw seven passes against UTSA. So it's like, are they even in a position right now? Maybe they'll get a quarterback back from injury. I don't know. That's kind of why I wish we knew some USM people so we could ask, you know, like. Yeah, I don't have the slightest idea, but this is a game in which I'm on the ESPN app here taking a peek and it's got us overwhelmingly favored to win 83.7%, which is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I I think Frank Gore is a good bet because if he's playing kind of a wildcat quarterback, that's something you don't prepare for uh, really ever, you know, in terms of like your game plan. So it'll be interesting to see how tech, you know, comes out and kind of gets into that game plan. And, and, you know, especially if like, if USM has some kind of way to, to get a quarterback on the roster this week yeah. that can come out and, and surprise us. Jack Abraham. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> My God. That's Jack. Abraham. Um, but I'm going to pick uh, a defensive guy. I'm going to pick, um, let's see, Eric Kitch- kitchen. He is on uh, the defensive line, and he has three and a half sacks this year, including a uh, fumble recovery as well. So, you know, Tex had offensive line issues, not so much the past couple weeks, but, you know, that could easily derail another game if we cannot block, you know, a guy that's that's shown some potential on the defensive line. I mean, I, I also think that Frank Gore Jr. is the obvious pick here. And then yeah. also the, the leading receiver, Jason Brownlee, he's the one who caught uh, 32 of 33 yards that Frank Gore Jr. threw for against UTSA. Uh, all 32 yards were in one play, by the way. But oh who I want to pick to spotlight <laughs> Jesus Christ. My God. is uh, Malik Shorts, the defensive back. Yeah. Assuming that Aaron Allen plays against Southern Miss, his big issue is throwing some obvious turnover balls, just kind of throwing the ball up there and having it come down the defender's hands. And if Southern Miss has a prayer in this game, it will come by creating some short fields with the defense that happens to not be as awful as the offense. And Shorts has two picks on the air, which isn't a lot, but seven pass defensed, uh, which is pretty good and pretty much their best defensive back, at least statistically so far this year. Um, So, I mean, that guy is really who I feel like you need to look out for. Even outside of the passing game, the second leading tackler on the team has 47 tackles. He has 81 as a defensive back. I'm not sure what's happening there, but he seems to be yeah. the one guy on defense, just like Frank Gore Jr. is the one guy on offense. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of intrigued by why he's almost double the next guy, which is Hayes Maples, who was picked as an all-conference uh, player at linebacker position in the preseason poll. That guy's only got 47 tackles, and Malik Shorts has 81. Like, what is going on there? It's got to be some Hayes Maples must have missed time with injury. Either that or, you know, teams are just throwing at Malik Short so much that that's why he's got some passes defended and interceptions. Right. I mean, 
that's just crazy to have that many uh more than anyone else on the team so i know what's going on recording stats in all 10 games so far this year so i don't believe he's missed any time some of these games he's only got one tackle registered two tackles a couple of times three times only only two tackles i I don't know that's weird you think uh usm runs out to the benny hill theme the home game for us. I mean, we can play it while they run yeah. out if we want. Yeah, let's get the mop. Put that. Put that sheet music up. I'm sick and tired of those goddamn gray polos too. God. Damn oh man, it. they're awful. Uh, they showed Jesus. them at, at on one of the basketball games too. Yes. They don't look good in the tack either. Oh my god. <laughs> they don't look good in the tack either. Just stop it. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so all three of USM's okay players. Yeah, so, I mean, you need 11 on both sides of the ball to actually have a functional team, and that's pretty much what the computers are seeing, too, by saying that Southern Miss doesn't have much of a chance in this one. Massey predicts the Bulldogs to win 31-20 to with a 79% chance to win. ESPN FBI gives Tech an 83.7% chance to win, and Vegas favors the Bulldogs by three possessions, 17 points, with an over-under of 51 or about a 34 to 17 tech victory. But what do we think? I mean, we all sound pretty low on Southern Miss and well, less low on tech. <laughs> do we think I, the Bulldogs pull this one out? I'd hate to say that tech's going to destroy USM only to end up getting their asses kicked by USM or losing in any way, but it's really hard not to not to suggest or predict that tech's going to win big. Uh tech will win this game. I don't know if it'll be handedly, but I'll I'll go ahead and say a 17 point victory by the Bulldogs. Uh, let's just uh, go ahead and call it. Uh, I say se- I just I can't pick a score, but I I feel like Tech wins this game by 17 points at least. What do you think, Evan? Um, so I th- I think the scary thing is that they could kind of taste victory against UTSA last week, and um, you know tied 17 going into the fourth quarter, and then they kind of through their own mistakes lost the game. So that's a little scary that, you know, maybe they they're coming in, you know, wanting to beat tech because we're rivals and wanting to beat tech because, you know, they haven't won in so long. But man, their offense is so bad that our defense should look great and their defense is not good enough to stop our offense from moving like some of the other defenses we've faced. So I just I can't see it being any closer than 17 like you said matt i'll go ahead and pick a score i'll say 41 to to like 17 or something like that i mean usm's just bad man that'd be fun yeah so it's gonna, uh, it's gonna hurt a lot worse when tech wins out and uh only needed one more victory to get to a bowl game <laughs> i needed that field goal to go in against uh mississippi state for that bowl or that or that the hail mary to get knocked down yeah uh, yeah yeah, it'll and be great. I honestly think that's that's what's going to happen. Southern Miss and Rice are not good this year. Yeah, Rice beat UAB. Yeah, so, and Southern Miss almost beat UTSA, but they're still bad. You yeah. have a baffling conference loss if you're a Kusa team. This is a known fact. But I mean, I really think Tech is in a position at the end of the year where they're five and seven and just dreading that hail mary pass or yeah. the or 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 whatever. We'll relive those traumas if we get to that point. But I, I think this is even further away from a close game. I think like 52 to 10 and Tech has two picks, one that goes back for a pick six. That'd be great. Um, I almost said two pick sixes, but thought that might be a little too far. I don't know if they're going to throw is, the ball enough to, to throw two picks. That's the problem. 
That's that's true. Actually, now that I think about it, one's a fun, okay. So one pick six and a fumble a, recovery for a touchdown. Frank Gore um, do that thing uh, that I showed Evan years ago, where the the halfback gets the ball, runs backwards thirty yards, and then just yeets the ball backwards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I think we've said probably all we need to say about this game, right? Uh, yeah, can't can't wait to be in tears after we lose it, right? On the podcast. Uh, oh, also, it's Friday night. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that Friday night at, I believe seven on CBS sports network. Yeah. CBS sports network. It is, but you know, what's not on CBS sports network. It's tech basketball, at least at this point in the season. Yeah. This, this week tech plays Northwestern and then next Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving tech will face off against ULM. Neither of those games on CBS sports network. The first one will be streaming on Northwestern's website. I think for free. I haven't actually clicked through this link yet. Let's see if it tells me I need to pay something. It doesn't look like it. And then the second game you do have to pay for, it's Kusa.tv, one of the, what, two or three games Tech plays on that streaming service oh, this no. year. I will be at that game, hopefully, so I don't have to pay for Kusa TV. Oh, this, that's cool. This month. Yeah. It's probably just about the same price to go to the game as it is for a month of Kusa TV to watch one game. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll both be... of these games are part of the Lanky Wells Classic Presented by Doghouse Sports Grill. Oh, that's fun. Oh my, Jesus Christ. Are you not impressed? But, I just, I'm just thinking about the dark days that lie ahead with even more bizarre sponsorships as Kusa <laughs> continues to sink lower and lower. Oh, that's not even a Kusa thing. That's a tech thing. Oh, well then, never mind. It's like it's hosting a little midseason tournament. So this first game against Northwestern, I mean, just, just looking at this team, they've lost to Oklahoma and Tulsa to start the season. But man, Northwestern, I think of as kind of an okay basketball school, like maybe middle of the pack. But my God, they're 324th in Ken Palm right now, which is pretty near the bottom. Um, I always forget how many teams there are, but it's somewhere in the 350 range, I think. So that's, that's uh man, that's brutal to see there. Yeah, I mean, really the thing that jumps out to me about them is their free throw percentage. I mean, we're three games in the season. We'll see what changes. But we complain a lot about Tech, and I mean, I guess Twitter complains more than we do, about Tech's ability to hit free throws. Tech is shooting right now 53.7%. So far, the the league average is somewhere around 69 70% from the foul stripe. So we're, to say it again, we're about 54%. Northwestern is shooting 47.8%, less than half the time they're hitting wow. a free throw. That was weird. That's close to last in college basketball, which is just just bad. Not Southern Miss football offense bad, but bad. But yeah, so far Northwestern State has played, yeah, like you said, Oklahoma and Tulsa. They beat the, I'm about to say FCS, but I guess non-Division one opponent in Champion Christian, 91-62 to uh, this past Saturday. They'll play Southern Methodist and then Tech. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's not looking great for them. They have a 2% chance to beat Southern Methodist and then... Ken Palm's giving us an 88% chance to win this game on the road. Um, and then Massey is also giving us a 65% chance to win. So a uh, little bit lower there from Massey. Uh, that's a little surprising to me considering how poorly ranked this team is, but you know, I guess it's still early in the season and Massey goes a lot by last season. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I Googled search champion Christian, just because I feel like in basketball, most of our best content comes from trying to find these super small schools. <laughs> And the Google like little two lines of text from their website says, so it's champion.edu. So they got the edu. So I guess they're a real school, 
but the the Google text is uh, conforming Chris, uh, champions to Christ in a post-Christian world, and I don't even know what that what means. Did, uh, okay, well, let's save our thoughts about that. Um, <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> interestingly though, uh, Champion Christian also plays ULM uh, this Tuesday night. So uh, the past past Tuesday, if you're listening to this when it comes out, and not right now as I'm speaking to you gentlemen on Sunday evening, but yeah. I, I don't know. Northwestern seems real bad. So I think that that we should be able to win this game. And I mean, looking at their page, the only thing that jumps out at me is that they have a a player named Zarabi Zagenti, um, who is a center that's used in 32% of their uh, minutes at the five. Um, he's not particularly good, but his name is Zarabi Zagenti. So I, I feel like that's... He's able to do something that Junior Lofton hasn't been able to do, and that's hit three three-pointers. Oh, Wow. Look at him go. Yeah. All right, Junior. You know, accept your challenge, sir. The guy (laughs) I want to shout out, though, is only good from the two. He hasn't even attempted a shot from the three. That's Kendall Coleman, who has mostly played the four, it looks like. Uh, He is a freshman, six foot eight guy, but he's shooting 70% on two point shots and has taken the most by far of anyone on the team. So if you have to lock one one guy down, it's Kendall Coleman. Zarabi Zagenti from Tbilisi in the Republic of Georgia, by the way. So, um, yeah. Anyway, the more you know. And then after Northwestern State, Tech plays next week, next Wednesday, ULM, the day before Thanksgiving. So far, when we're recording this, ULM only has played two games, both of them losses, both of them to SEC schools. Both of those SEC schools ranked in the top 30 in Kempom and LSU and Auburn. (laughs) Uh, so it may not be very oh. easy to take a lot of things away because there's a lot of red. But again, they've played two oh. SEC schools. Do you see the score to that LSU game? Oh, my 101 God. 101 to 39. Oh. Wow. ULM Seriously. currently ranked 267th in Ken Palm. Uh, Tech fell down to 102. Uh, we started the season around 90, I think. So didn't fall too far from that uh, embarrassing start at Alabama. But my God, 101 to 39. That is... They played better against Auburn, at least ninety-three to sixty-five. But Jesus Christ, um, yeah. I mean, th- this Jesus team. Christ, they played champion Christian after that. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> the post-Christian world. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, the only thing I'm seeing here on Ken Palm that looks even halfway decent is their their offenses um, free throw attempts to field goal attempts. So I guess that means they get to the line a decent yep. amount. They uh, 40, 40.2, which is 78th in the nation. Everything else is like dark red, which means below 250, basically. 317th in effective field goal percentage, 325th in turnover percentage, 311th in offensive rebound percentage. All those were offensive stats. Defense doesn't look any better. But again, these are only taking the stats from those two SEC games. They could be a bit better than they're showing off so far this year. And I, I would be surprised if they're not a little bit better. And not as bad, and not losing every game 101 to 39. Right. <laughs> it's hard to do that for a whole yeah, season. I mean, that, um, that's almost impressive to do that. Oh, wow. And ULM and Northwestern, oh, I guess because it's a part of a tournament, but they actually play on Monday um, and it's in Ruston. So so we'll, we'll learn a little bit about tech against Northwestern on Friday, and then we'll get to watch ULM play play them on monday so we'll kind of know what to expect before going into that game on wednesday night but um what do the computers think is going to happen here nathan 
Yeah, in this game, Kempom gives Tech a 90% chance to win, and Massey gives Tech an 85% chance to win. So kind of consensus here is this game should be a little bit easier than Northwestern. But again, 101 to 39, that may skew the computers a little bit. But do we have anyone that we want to watch out for on the ULM roster? Um, yes, I'm going to warn our guy, Chris Mykoski, if he's calling this game to watch, <laughs> to watch out <laughs> to watch out for Nika. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Nika Metzgarvishvili. It's his last name is M-E-T-S-K-H-V. So that's that's a lot of freaking consonants in a row. Uh, A-R-I-S-H-V-I-L-I. And I, I, I don't my brain is shutting down. Essentially, I don't know what to do with that information. Um, he mostly plays at the four or the five. He's a six, eight power forward looks like slash center. So, I, uh, yeah. OK, so cool. I found the pronunciation. OK. Nika Metzklarishavili. Metzklarishavili. Okay. Anyway, that's my player to watch. But then this pronunciation guide also says that Houghton, Louisiana is pronounced Houghton. (laughs) This guy is also from Tbilisi or whatever, Georgia. What the hell? Tbilisi. That's also in here. Tbilisi. Okay, well... So that both of my players to watch are from this town in the Republic of Georgia. Hmm. It's the capital city of Georgia, apparently. Hey, bro, you want to go to a rural college in Louisiana? That's probably not going to help your chances of making the NBA. Yeah, bro, let's go. Speaking of large towns, my guy's name is Trey Boston. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Very smooth. <laughs> Again, only two games of stats to go by here, but so far he's 70% from the field and hitting... 27 ish percent of his shots which is in the top 500 of college players moderately impressive for a team that's again lost a game 101 to 39 so yeah trey boston number zero uh six foot two sophomore is who i'm looking out for not gonna lie tbilisi tbilisi looks like a kind of a cool place yeah i don't know seems seems pretty dope (laughs) you know what else sounds dope bowling especially when we're this good at it i know that we competed in jackson mississippi right this weekend how did that go yeah i know the texters uh did really really well the first two days um they they came out and placed first you know in in the placement games for the sunday bracket so we ultimately lost to Tulane in the finals um today but placed uh second and Tulane was really the other you know good good program there but uh want to shout out danielle Jed Licky for a for a 300 game today in one of the like the quarterfinals or something like that. So that's her second one of the season. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the first rankings will come out soon. So we'll report on that whenever it does come out. And you know, keep keep on keep on winning. I guess Texters, you know, we'll we'll keep we'll keep talking about it. And then one last thing to do before we wrap it up, and that's this week's tweet of the week. This week's tweet of the week comes from at Charmillionaire, friend of the show who tweeted before the college basketball season kicked off underway saying preseason warning. And then in all caps, do not make fun of Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s physique. Like I did last year, dude is a YMCA sleeper bucket and will embarrass you boys. And I can't wait for him to embarrass you AB again. And then he, he went on really the whole thread is great. He went on to say, bro, going to average 20 and 10 with two McDoubles in his short pockets, <laughs> a King. <laughs> and, and then tweeted, talk your shit, Kenny. And just a picture of, of Kenneth Lofton Jr. So 
If I would have tweeted the screenshot I sent Evan with something clever, I think I could have given better candidate. Yeah. So, uh, so good stuff from Char Millionaire, and I look, I very much look forward to facing UAB twice this season, so that we can we can have a uh, nice Twitter beef going and or a fist fight on the court. Yeah. But that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can read some posts, check out the shop, or do this week's contest. I realize we're recording these back-to-back, Evan, but any updates in the last 40 minutes from the contest? Uh, yeah. No. Um, Somebody won. Somebody lost. Hearts were broken. Yeah. Somebody will have won. Somebody will lose. Um, I I guess I could say that in the contest, at least, I'm going to drop the lowest score. Um, before the rice game so the rice game will be the last game of the season so you'll know before that game what your score is and what you'll need to do in the last week to win um but i'll i'll talk more about that next week once it's done and hit the shop 318 shirt still available just like it was the last time you listened to one of these episodes you should get it it's a cool shirt that's gtpdd.dog and until next time i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt and go tech, please don't die. Or does what the Titans did today and fumbles the ball forward for a first down. Hey man, you uh, can take the you can take the loss like a man or you can take it like a sore loser. No, that, I mean, that was impressive. That's not even sore loser. Just if you're able to fumble forward for a first down, a props that to you. That did indeed happen. No, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being a turd. And uh, I wanted to go on the record that uh, Evan owes me one American dollar. I do. I do owe him one American dollar. Um, <laughs> Luckily, inflation's out of control, so that becomes a lot less over time. Right. But by the, time, by the time Matt and I see each other again in person, that will be worth a lot less than the current one American dollar. So it's all good. Son of a bitch.